Do you ever find yourself feeling lonely? Now, during the pandemic, a lot of people are experiencing more loneliness. But even at other times, you can still find yourself feeling lonely when somebody else is with you, even if you're in the middle of a crowded room. So how can you help deal with loneliness? Stay tuned for today's podcast, where we're going to be exploring loneliness and how to deal with it. Welcome to this week's podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a really important issue which is loneliness and loneliness is something that can affect us all at any point in our lives and particularly with the pandemic that's been going on with lockdown I'm working with a lot of people who are expressing that feeling of loneliness even those people that in the past wouldn't have experienced loneliness. And obviously there's a difference between being alone, which uh, might be a very pleasurable experience for a lot of people and we all might need some time where, where we actually want to be alone. We don't want to be constantly in contact with other people and feeling lonely. Uh, so what's it like to feel lonely? What, do you, what have you experienced sort of from your, the descriptions that your clients have given you about loneliness? What's it like? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a really important question. What, what is the experience of loneliness like? And, and from some of the descriptions my client gives, it's, it's, it's where they're feeling separate, it's where they're feeling that maybe people don't want to speak to them. And I think that's one of the biggest factors is where they feel like just they feel unlovable. They feel that people don't care about them. So it's more than just being on their own. Yeah. And certainly I remember myself as well when I left school uh, and my confidence was quite low. And there were times that if I had to travel somewhere, and maybe I was running a course or whatever it happened to be. Mm. Uh, and I was in a strange city and I'd go like to eat a meal on my own in the evenings. Um, I'd have that sense of feeling like a bit awkward because I'd feel like all these people are around sitting in tables uh, with other people. And I'm the only person that's on their own. So it yes. made me feel like, you know, I'm different or, you know, I don't have friends there or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. So it's that, it's that kind of reflection, I think, mm. a lot of people experience where they're they're more aware of the fact that, they don't have people around them who care about them. Yes, and there's very often when you're feeling lonely, that's what I've heard. I mean, I know that's a sense of loneliness as well. I haven't experienced it for a long time, but I used to in the past as well. The sense of that there's no one there who's really interested in you. As you say, you know, this sort of sense of not feeling very lovable or, or um, yeah, that, anyone, that you're worthy of people's time, so to speak. And a sort of, uh, I, I sort of recognize that experience of sitting in a restaurant and eating a meal on my own and feeling that everyone is looking at me and thinking, who's this sad woman over there? So it's also often when you're feeling lonely, you have this really heightened sense of um, everyone is paying attention to you. Everyone is noticing you. Everyone is noticing your insecurities and your faults and... You know, uh, everyone everyone knows that uh, you're having this terrible experience. Yeah, and, and, and the truth is that they're probably not even aware of you or, no. uh, you know, and they're kind of they're, they're immersed in what, whatever they're doing. And mm. if there are other people there that do notice you, uh, you know, sometimes there are situations where people do come and talk to you because... You know, I've, I've had situations occasionally, and it depends what country you're in as well, maybe right. less in the UK or less right. in England, yes. but certainly in Scotland, I've had experiences where, you know, if you are on your own, somebody might come and chat to you because, you know, maybe they get a sense, well, maybe you're traveling, maybe you are on your own and mm -hmm. uh, you might want someone to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the really important point here is that uh, loneliness really ties in with uh, your notion of yourself, so uh, with your sense of self-esteem with uh, issues around confidence and very often of course the root causes of 
loneliness travel back a long way where you know to the early very frequently to your early upbringing and childhood um, you know in terms of what you have learned from mum and dad whether they validated you as a person whether they paid attention to you and kind of gave you a sense of I'm a really lovable desirable person um, now if you haven't had that experience um, if your early experience in relationships has been that uh, it's not you're not worth paying attention to then <clears throat> obviously you're going to carry this over into your adult relationship ships unless there's a corrective experience i'm not saying that if you've had that experience in childhood it's always going to be it's going to it's going to carry on throughout adulthood but if there hasn't been an experience for you where you have felt oh actually i am a really lovable person people really like me um, then you might carry this on this sense of loneliness this sense of the self-belief that other people are not trustworthy are not reliable other people see see all your faults they don't see you as a person who is interesting or lovable indeed uh, and you're going to make these interpretations about other people all the time so you're going to be naturally quite cautious about approaching other people yeah and that comes back a lot as well doesn't it to uh, attachment styles that we yeah. spoke about in an earlier yeah. podcast as well where you know if, if we're not if we haven't got reliable kind of sense of um, love from our parents if we if we don't feel secure in that love we have from those initial carers or in later relationships as well if we don't if we you know maybe somebody has cheated or somebody has been unreliable if we've got an unreliable other person we're in a relationship in the past a relationship if we're in that relationship in the past with um, then we can develop what's called an anxious attachment style so and, and, and often with an anxious or an avoidant, yeah or an avoidant but yeah. with the anxious it's, it's sort of you know, when that person isn't there then we we feel anxious we, we kind of need that other person around. We need that kind of sense of that other person showing us caring. And uh, and if they're not, we, we get this anxiety. And I think that's that very much as well when somebody's lonely. It's that mm. sense, if people aren't there, mm. we don't feel loved. Yeah. And so we get this sort of anxiousness. And mm. for some people, that loneliness is like that. It's like mm. we need some validation that we are loved. Yeah. Which I think maybe with avoidance, it's... It's uh, sometimes they may be better at their own. They don't really want to be on their own necessarily. Yeah. There is that anxiety, but it but, depends on what yeah. the driver is for the avoidance, yeah. isn't it? If, yeah. if if the avoidance is down to you know the sense of withdrawing from other people because you've learned that somebody is not going to be there for you, you might experience profound loneliness as somebody who's got an avoidant attachment style as well. So I think insecure. If your attachment style is insecure, you're more likely to to experience loneliness, whether yeah. anxious or avoidant, generally. Yeah, and I mean I've experienced as well. I know some people who have more an avoid avoidant attachment style. Who mm. they have lots of friends, but mm. the friendships are more superficial. Yeah. So it's like they don't have deeper friendships because again, the thing with someone who's avoidant is if someone gets too close, they start to get that anxiety that builds up and they push them away. So. Uh, I know people who are avoidant who they have more superficial relationships, mm. but at the core, there is that sense of loneliness because they find that they can't let the other people in mm. because it triggers that attachment style. Yeah. So they end up they end up in this uh, catch-22 situation where Absolutely. ultimately they, there is this sense of loneliness. Yes. Uh, and even though they seem to have lots of friends, they still feel lonely. Yeah, yeah, because there's always this yearning for that special connection that might not be there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the difficulties also with uh, loneliness for somebody who is very lonely is that 
they don't get, because they're lonely, frequently they're not connected. I mean, not everyone who's lonely doesn't have any contacts, but I'm talking about somebody who's profoundly lonely. If they don't have uh, many connections, <clears throat> close connections with other people, they don't get the necessary feedback, so to speak, that would tell them otherwise. So the kind of feedback that would indicate that they are lovable, that they're interesting, etc. Uh, if you don't hear it from other people, then you can't quite believe it. And also the other difficulty is frequently somebody who is uh, very insecure, even when they do get the feedback, even when somebody tells them, I really care about you, they might be quite suspicious and they might not be able to take it in. So um, very frequently, if there are, if there is profound loneliness, there is a real challenge to kind of challenge the negative underlying assumptions that you might have about other people. Yeah, yeah. So those like, early beliefs that we form in childhood. So if, if we feel that we're not worthy of love, for example, which again is something I've come up uh, against with quite a few people I've, I've worked with, mm -hmm. or they feel that you know they're unlikable, they're unlovable, uh, even when maybe they go through life, 20s, 30s, and there's lots of examples of people that do seem to love them, mm. they don't even notice that. Mm. Or even if the person says they love them, they, they they still don't really feel loved because this deep belief that they formed at an earlier age just kind of gets in the way. It's it, like it means that they delete those experiences mm. that actually show that they are loved. Yeah, it's like a filter. It's like a wall that gets there yeah, in yeah. between, so you can't quite see it. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> And there's often a very idealised view of um, the kind of life that other people might live. So it's this idea that you're walking past at night, walking past other houses, look through the living room and see <clears throat> families having fun or couples having fun. And you imagine a kind of life that other people have that's always in the imagination, indefinitely in, in so much better than the life that you have. Uh, or, of course, social media have a lot to answer for in this context as well, haven't they? Um, because they give you this illusion that everyone else has got this fantastic life where they don't experience loneliness or uh, ever, where they don't have any issues around confidence or self-esteem. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of the important strategies as well going on to that is, you know, in terms of if you do experience loneliness, one of the things to be careful about is social media. Because remember, always remind yourself that people only post the things that they want you to see. Mm. So they don't post all those experiences where they're kind of sat in a room on their own or kind of mm. feeling like nobody likes them. Uh, and actually, a lot of people that um, maybe quite influential in social media, mm. it's like they're posting all this stuff because they want attention, because they want to feel loved. I mean, you know, that's often the drive. Uh, myself, I trained originally as a musician and also in acting. And I know a lot of people that go into that profession because... They, they want to feel that sense of people kind of loving them because, you know, when, when they're performing, they get that feedback that gives them that sense of being loved. And maybe they did have an anxious, some sort of anxious attachment style when they were younger because they didn't get that experience. So again, you know, often portraying that uh, we have friends on social media doesn't necessarily mean that they're not even lonely themselves. It could actually mean the opposite. So it's always remembering that, you know, stopping comparing with other people and maybe even stopping looking at social media for a while um of course apart from our podcast we want you to listen to this of course yeah um <clears throat> and you also remind me of one other uh, topic that i thought might be worth exploring particularly in terms of relationships is this idea that uh that you often that loneliness is very often a driver to go out and find a partner so this idea that if I'm in a relationship, 
I'm not going to be lonely anymore. I have somebody there who will love me and take care of me. Um, and <clears throat> that's of course understandable. And I'm not saying that if you're feeling lonely that you shouldn't go out and try to look for a partner. But there is a risk here, and the risk is that you might over that you might jump too quickly into relationships, that you might overlook um, uh, difficulties uh, with the other person, that you might um, sort of uh, not pay enough attention to whether the person who you're meeting is going to be the right person for you for a more longer term relationship. So the loneliness sometimes gets in the way, so to speak, uh, and and very frequently people enter relationships that are not actually quite appropriate for them. So so it's it's that's a challenge yeah, to, to, to sort of pay attention to that. Yeah, and also loneliness in relationships. Yeah, what's going on there? Yeah, well, I mean, loneliness in relationships, um, well, there can be lots of different factors to that. Mm. First of all, it could be to do with that self-belief that mm. you're not lovable, you're not worthy of love. And yeah. even though you found a relationship on the outside, it seems to be that the other person even adores you. You mm. don't feel loved because mm. if you've got that belief, it doesn't mm. matter what the other person says or does, you still don't feel lovable. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why, you know, in the end, I mean, you can feel very lonely in a relationship as well, because it goes back to yourself. It goes back to your own sense of, uh, you know, your own sense of self-belief, your own sense of who am I as a person? And am I really that lovable person? Um, so you might question that even when you are in a relationship. So ultimately, the work around loneliness is work around working on self-esteem and building confidence and questioning and challenging these sort of very negative thoughts that you might have about yourself. And that's not easily done. Obviously, that requires a bit of work. Um, but it is possible to do some work around this and to shift loneliness by by um, developing a better sense of self, really, a stronger sense of self. Yeah, and, and those things that you may want to work with a therapist one-to-one -one with, or, or to, we also have our course on therelationshipmaze.com, where we go into that, how to build up your sense of self, because yeah. those are really, really important areas that can be challenging to do, because, I mean, it's mm. easy to say, just, yeah. you know, tell yourself that you are lovable, Absolutely. but in reality, it takes a bit more than that. Yeah, it, yeah. it does require a bit of yeah. work. Uh, so yeah, yeah. well I, I think also in terms of relationships there is a more practical side as well yeah. which is today we, we often see that people work longer and longer hours and it may be that in a relationship one partner does end up working incredibly long hours and just doesn't have the hours to spend with their partner and mm. as well this can be a challenge and mm. and often you know one partner may think well I need to kind of be the bread earner I need to kind of go out and work mm. and provide for my family but actually what what tends to happen is they end up not providing some of the most important things which is time yes and you know if the other person is left alone all the time yeah. th then loneliness can happen in a relationship because of this 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 situation I think it's really true. it's really important as well in a relationship maybe to put in place some strategies like a date night once oh, a week absolutely yeah and make sure you go away for occasional weekends or make sure you put that time in even if it's just an hour a day or even Less 10 minutes that. a day yeah, yeah do, you know yeah, yeah it's enough sometimes just to create connection um to really um, have a sense of what we are we care for each other, we're listening to each other, we're here, we're uh, interested in each other. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah, because it becomes easy to kind of ignore the other person because we think, well, you know, that's our partnership and they know I love them. So, yeah. you know, I just get on with my stuff because yeah. and the problem is, you know, when that happens, that even though we feel really secure, if we don't 
express that the importance of the other relationship to the other person mm. sometimes without us realizing that relationship can start to crumble yeah absolutely good yeah and in terms of sort of more practical advice for for anyone who's not in a relationship who might be looking for a partner or might be seeking connection and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship really i mean if you're feeling lonely ultimately what you want to work on is building relationships and and getting some feedback and getting establishing some you know positive connection with someone else um so that you know there's sort of very, very practical ways of going about it um ultimately it is about um stepping out um it might be um finding some groups uh, who have got a shared interest it might be some volunteering actually doing something really positive for someone else can create a really lovely sense of self and of self-worth yeah if you go go and work with people for example in um you know in uh, what's it called um, food banks yeah mm. that's so topical at the moment in this pandemic that lots of people struggle to have food on their table so you know go out and, and help with that or or go and sing in a choir for example that can be really helpful just hear your voice in together with other people can be really powerful as an experience. Yeah, I mean, actually volunteering has been found to be one of these things that can be one of the biggest boosts to our self-esteem. Yeah. Um, so even in people who seem very successful, they might kind of have money, they might have a good job or a family. Well, you know, sometimes going and helping other people and being altruistic in lots of research has been shown to be one of the biggest factors that can help us feel so much better about ourselves. Right, yes. Yeah, so it's a really powerful thing. Yeah. Uh, and the, then, you know, with the pandemic, it can be more mm -hmm. difficult to do some of these things. And it's finding groups online. Mm -hmm. There are frequently charities, certainly in the UK, uh, where there are some charities that help people get in touch with other people um, who will talk to you, like, you know, people who are befriending charities. Yeah. Where, which will help you find somebody who's looking for contact so you can kind of be paired up so yeah. that could be really useful yes so anything anything that kind of creates some form of connection it could be quite tentative but it gives you an opportunity to test out you know how am i interacting with these other people how are they responding to me are they really do they really perceive me as such a an unlovable person or can i maybe start to question this a little bit and again i'm not saying this is an easy step this is a slow process that requires some work over time yeah and actually one one way as well is uh you can join a group where you can be part of a group and initially you don't have to feel pressure to speak to people in something like an exercise class mm. so you know whether that's a dance class whether it's an aerobics class whether it's a martial arts or a tennis club or whatever you like it's you know when you join one of these sort of groups people are there for a shared activity and shared activities bring people together yeah. and maybe for a while you don't speak to other people but as people kind of see that you're a regular kind of mm. class go it becomes easier to go and talk to people or um, often people will come and talk to you so I think that's a really great way to just begin to get more contact and feel that you're part of something yeah absolutely or or doing a course I've had a lot of clients lonely clients who uh, decided to go and study either a short-term course or a long-term course that kind of then created a regular reason to be together with other people in a classroom setting um, and enabled some contact as well yeah, and, and I think also one little thing as well is I think there is a bit of a gender gap as well with loneliness in some ways is that, yeah. you know, we do find uh, it may vary country to country, yeah. um, but certainly in the UK I notice that a lot of men do seem to have less friends and yeah. they have less circle of friends and yeah. Yeah. maybe that's partly to do with 
the more kind of feel more inhibited about expressing emotions. Yes. I'm not sure exactly, but I, yeah. I think it is one of these things that I see, you mm-hmm. know, as mm-hmm. some men as they get older, I've a lot of them don't seem to have any friends. Yes, I, I agree with you. And I mean, the reasons there might maybe uh, are manifold. And I think there is something about the socialization of men about not being able to to uh, uh, basically maybe admit that you're struggling or that you're feeling vulnerable. So not, not having these kind of conversations, even with yourself. I'm not sure what the reasons are, but uh, but there's definitely an observable difference there in terms of men and women. I yeah. agree. Yeah, so just to kind of begin to round this up, yeah. I think it's just being re- remembering that if you're feeling lonely or if you do have times that you feel lonely, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people do. You're, you're not alone in feeling alone, no, basically. Not, no. And that's important to remember. Yeah, and not. there are strategies that you can act on to help you kind of begin to reach out and feel more connected. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And part of that as well is it is very important as well to look at how you talk to yourself and mm-hmm. your own experiences around that and where that comes from. Yeah. So, yeah. And how you talk to yourself, that's uh, what we actually talk about in module one in the relationship maze is kind of the sort of in, the messages that you give yourself, what you tell yourself um, and they can be modified. They can be changed. So that's sort of a starting point for feeling less lonely and feeling more connected with other people. Yeah, Absolutely. So we hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Um, Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with other people. And we look forward to having you back to listen to the next podcast. Thank you very much. Yes, we've got loads more ideas for future podcasts. We've just been talking about it. So we very much look forward to seeing you for the next round. Take good care. Bye. Bye.